Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 291. KB flying solo with you from Underground Studios. As always, guys, show brought to you by our incredible local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best in the eyewear game. Tomahawk Shades, two brothers on Long Island, started this company because they didn't want to pay an arm and a leg for those big name brand corporate fat cat nonsensical priced sunglasses. So they started their own for a fraction of the price. So Tomahawk Shades, they've got the sunglasses. they got the blue light plus glasses that you see me wearing every single show, every single time I'm on Twitch. Anytime I'm sitting in front of a screen, I've got blue light glasses on from Tomahawk Shades. You should be doing the same thing. If you're working from home still, if you're in front of you know screens, say you're binge watching shows this holiday season, you should be wearing the blue light plus glasses that Tomahawk Shades has all has on their website. I'm lo- I'm stumbling over my words because of how fantastic these glasses are. Right now, head over to TomahawkShades.com, fill up your cart like your Harrison, get 27 pairs in your cart. Before you check out, sign up for their rewards program so you start earning Hawk points that translates into free money to turn into more Tomahawk Shades. So once you sign up for their rewards program, you go to check out, carts all filled up, because for every dollar you spend when you're signed up to earn Hawk Points, boom, Hawk Points in your account. Use our promo code at checkout, USP. You're going to get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. And right now, for a limited time only, free domestic shipping on all orders at TomahawkShades.com. 25% off with our promo code USP. And for a limited time only, free domestic shipping on all orders. That's TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP, Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price. And of course, support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. 
Guys, when I tell you it's premium, I mean it's premium because the battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand, guys. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Plus, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology. If you guys are listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia week in and week out, we want you to experience the Manscaped experience firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get that wreath out of your pants, and off of your balls this holiday season. Deck your balls with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your jingle balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code USP. All right, so let's get into it, guys, because the Phillies, they are indeed back. This is going to be heavy on the Phils because they just made one of the most important hires uh, over the past couple of seasons. They have a new GM to go along with Dave Dombrowski being in uh, the president of baseball operations role. They promote Sam Fold, who has been with the Phillies since 2017. They promote him to be the new general manager of the team. Uh, he was uh, he was interviewing for like on-field managerial jobs. Uh, most notably, he was in the running to become the Boston Red Sox manager until they rehired Alex Cora. Um, this is a slam dunk hire for the Philadelphia Phillies because Fold has been with the team. He knows kind of the direction that they are wanting to go, which I think is important. Um, it's not somebody from the outside that, not that that would have been a bad thing, but I think with Fold's role here where he, he's been here as the major league player information coordinator, works closely with the coaching staff, uh, you know, to kind of, he was kind of that bridge of the analytics to the field. Um, and he was also an outfield instructor. So worked closely with the players and kind of bridged that gap of like the numbers people and the guys pumping the analytics into this team to the field. And I think to have that as your GM, where you have a guy who is coming from being that bridge position and who has also played the game, Sam Fold, former Major League outfielder, known as Superman, uh, before Cam Newton. And, you know, he, he kind of got with this team at the right time, coming in November 2017, heading into that 2018 season, like kind of right when we started this podcast. Um, Fold's kind of been in the know of what this team and what this front office in terms of, you know, John Middleton and everything have wanted to do uh, to get this team back on track. So I think that's important. And he worked closely with, um, you know, the former front office to, to kind of bridge the gap of knowing how to get the numbers and how to get the most out of these players when they're on the field. 
Um, and, you know, there's quotes here in an ESPN article saying the interview process with Boston was an enlightening one. Uh, Fold said, it helped me in appreciating what a manager's role is, especially a modern manager, and putting myself in those shoes and understanding how information can be integrated in an easily digestible way for players. And I think we've seen that over the past couple of seasons with the Phillies where guys got that information overload, especially our pitching staff. Um you know, when Chris Young was the the pitching coach, where it was just a, a metric ton of numbers being thrown their way, and they just weren't, like, it wasn't clicking, it wasn't, you know, digestible, to use that word, that the that Sam Fold used. It, it, it can be a lot, you know, when you're trying to focus on your pitches, focus on, you know, being on the same track as your catchers, focusing on the... the players that you're playing against in you know the course of a season to have all those numbers also being jammed down your throat that are just like an overload where you feel like the Zach Galifianakis gif um where he's doing math in the casino this is this is very important I think to have Sam Fold become the GM and he's going to learn under Dombrowski for the front office side of things where you know trades and money and all that kind of stuff come into play. I think that's important as well because you heard me and Dylan talk about Dombrowski where I was skeptical at first, heard him talk, and, you know, looking at some of the things in a, in a greater perspective, I, I feel a lot better about the way that this team is going. And like I said, Sam Fold's only 39. He's going to get a chance over the next four seasons to learn under Dombrowski. And when I saw this news come you know, to the forefront on Twitter from Jim Salisbury, who broke the news, I was like, wow. Like, I, I was surprised because this is a, like I've said, this is a slam dunk hire for the Phillies to get a guy who is like the perfect candidate, who knows like the bridge of being a player, knows the information side of things, and now is going to get that full-fledged GM role. Um, I think this is just so perfect for what the Phillies are looking to do. Like I said, Fold was the director of uh, integrative baseball performance last season. Uh, He oversaw athletic training, strength and conditioning, and nutrition. And then, like I said, he was also a player from 2007 to 2015. Played with the Chicago Cubs, Tampa Bay Rays, the Oakland Athletics, and Minnesota Twins. And in 2009, he led led National League rookies with a 409 on-base percentage and finished fourth with a 299 batting average. Um, so good stuff there. And then uh, the team also promoted Jorge Valandia as, uh, you know, now the new assistant general manager. And Terry Ryan uh, will be the special assistant to the general manager. Um, so new guys in the front office. Valandia played professionally for 18 years from 1992 to 2009 before transitioning into the Village front office. And then Terry Ryan has spent four years as a special assignment scout for the Phillies. Um, he previously spent 31 years with the Twins in a variety of positions, so definitely some connections there to Andy McPhail one way or another, uh, including 19 seasons as the club's GM over two stints. And then there's some quotes from Dave Dombrowski as well, um, where he said, the reality as president of baseball operations, I'll be the one that would make the decisions when it comes to trades, uh, I'll seek the input of everybody else, but ultimately that would be my decision, the final decision working with everybody. But one thing I do believe is in 
believe in is delegation of responsibilities. People keep you informed on what's taking place. So obviously Dombrowski's going to be the, you know, going to be hammering the gavel when it comes to trades and things like that. But I think to have a guy to learn from him to eventually, you know, potentially be Dombrowski's successor in four years in Sam Fold, who knows this team, knows these players, knows how they kind of function. I think this is a big win for the Phillies uh, moving forward. So now at least the Phillies can be in the game because for a while, for a while there, the Phillies were operating with no president of baseball operations because Andy McPhail is like a lame duck doing absolutely jack squat for this team. It's still unbelievable that he's still here. Um, and they had no GM while the winter meetings were going on over Zoom. Yes, it's weird to say, but that's 2020 for you. But the Phillies went into this offseason literally, literally with nobody operating the team, nobody going in on, you know, just free agent. It, it blew my mind, to be honest with you, because it was essentially like they reassigned Matt Klintak and Matt Klintak essentially still had his job. I know I said essentially a bunch there, but that's how it is. Um, so, like, Matt Klintak, I feel like, was still operating as the functioning GM, even though he was, quote-unquote, relieved of his duties or he walked away, um, was reassigned in the organization, typical Phillies fashion. But now at least they have some guys in the game that can negotiate, that can kind of pinpoint what this team is going to do. And then obviously the report came out this week as well that Dave Dombrowski saying, you know, we'd love to have JT here. There is a an alleged offer on the table uh, for JT Real Muto. And uh, if there is one free agent that they're going to spend money on per John Middleton, it's going to be JT. So right now, it all comes down to JT's camp, obviously, and I've said this a number of times on and off pod. The longer this kind of draws out for JT Real Muto being on the open market, teams, you know, not willing to wait for him, um, the better it is for the Phillies because the Phillies are the one team that truly need a catcher, have the money to sign JT to a contract that would, you know, fit his his billing. And it, it's a it's a, a good move for the the viewpoint from the fans for the organization because everybody wants JT here. He's a fan favorite. And it's one of those things too where everybody saw Sixto Sanchez thriving this year in the limited amount of time that we got to watch him pitch. That if you don't re-sign JT and Sixto goes on to be what it looks like he could be and JT goes elsewhere, Phillies fans, myself included, are going to lose their damn minds. Like, it would be a cataclysmic failure for the Phillies to allow JT to walk elsewhere when you know you're one stop shop for spending money this year if you're the Phillies is to bring back JT will it be for that you know huge massive contract that everybody thinks he's going to get who knows that's why I continue to say the longer this goes on 
the more confident I will feel that JT will be back in a Phillies uniform one way or another. Um, it's very similar to, but not on the same level, as Bryce Harper, as Manny Machado, where the longer it went on, the more kind of, you know, you got to feel that things were going to happen. You just didn't know when. So it, it's it's going to be a, a wait and see, a lot of cat and mouse back and forth between JT and the Phillies. But I, I didn't really buy into that whole Nationals, you know, front office talking to JT. They're a team that is tr- they're in worse money situations than the Phillies could ever even imagine being in with all the deferred money they have on guys. Um, so I'm not really buying into the Nationals being true players for JT. I, I don't see any team... Because especially since the Mets like were just not in on it, like they did not sign JT, they brought in James McCann, they're done. Like catching wise, they're done. So that was a huge boost for the Phils. And now it's all kind of just figure out what you're gonna offer, and it, it it's gonna it's gonna go well into the winter. Like don't get it twisted. Like we're end of December here. Don't be shocked if the JT negotiations, you know, go well into February. I would not be surprised if that's the case. And will that, you know, annoy the likes of this, you know, starting pitching staff that they don't have their number one catcher in camp whenever that ends up starting? Potentially. Um, so that's something that, you know, the Phillies front office has to weigh as well, you know. Dombrowski has has flat out said too that they have one catcher on the roster right now and that's Andrew Knapp. So one way or another, there's going to be another catcher coming into the fold for the Phillies that's not with this organization right now. So whether it's JT, whether it's one of these other veterans that are out there, which I would absolutely hate. I just I I am feeling more confident that JT Real Muto will be back in a Phillies uniform than I ever have since there was no, you know, offer put on the table last spring training. Like, this is the most confident I've felt in a long time. Like, I'm feeling like 75% confident about JT right now. And I think Phillies fans should feel the same way. Like, with with the whole James McCann signing going to the, with him going to the Mets, with there now being faces in this front office to know who is going to be at the forefront of negotiations of who's controlling the money situation for John Middleton guys that John Middleton trusts to use his money in smart calculated ways I I think now more than ever Phillies fans should feel extremely confident moving forward um into this offseason about JT Real Muto, that number 10 being back with the Phillies and and being a key part of this team moving forward because, like, like we've said time and time again since the trade happened, if JT ever ended up out of a Phillies uniform and you traded Sixto Sanchez, he becomes a young Pedro, he does what he seems to be on the trajectory to do, it would be a coloss- one of the most colossal failures in Phillies history to have traded for JT and not had the contract extension ready to go at the press conference for him to just sign, seal, and deliver. 
So right now I'm I'm feeling like 75% confident JT Real Muto will be back in a Phillies uniform. You guys should feel the same way. And I can't wait to see, you know, how Dombrowski and Sam Fold kind of run this whole operation. It's going to be, I think, a lot different than what we've been used to in the past. There's going to be um, probably some headaches along the way, but what team doesn't have those? You know, so I I was I was skeptical from the jump with the whole Dombrowski thing, but right now I'm I'm feeling super super good about where this team is right now. Uh, you know, end of December. Now it's time for uh, you know, moves to be made and what moves could be made for this Phillies team to improve them. So when the Phillies announced Sam Fold coming into the fold, haha, <laughs> puns. Um, I he's on Twitter. And if you if you find it, you find it. Um, he's not very active on Twitter, but Sam Fold, if you'd like to come on the show, we'd love to have you. Uh, always an open invite for you to come on. I I like social media watching. I think a lot of us, you know, over the past couple of years, with how big the internet has gotten and being able to find things, uh, I was interested in the buddies, the homies. Over at the High Hopes podcast, Jack Fritz and James Seltzer, they've talked about uh, a couple people that you could potentially see the Phillies go after. And Jack brought up, you know, the possibility of Dombrowski trading for Milwaukee Brewers, you know, ace closer, uh, Josh Hader, because Dombrowski likes power arms. He said that in his press conference, whether it's starting pitching, bullpen guys, Dombrowski, uh, you know, when he was with, with Boston. Uh, first movie made, traded for Craig Kimbrell. And at the time, Kimbrell was, you know, one of the most elite closer closers uh, in the game. And Josh Hader is at that point in his career right now where he's one of the most versatile shutdown relievers in all of baseball. And I was just interested. So I, I went and looked at Sam Fold's liked tweets just to see, you know, what might be in there. And don't you know it, a tweet from 2019 from Ken Rosenthal, um was in there and I sent it to the boys and this is what the tweet was um, from April 3rd 2019 Josh Hader 2019 five innings pitched one hit zero runs one walk 10 K's total pitches 62 Sam Fold has only liked 39 tweets that is one of the 39 send it to both of the boys and uh they said, you know, James sent me a bunch of exclamation points back and Jack texted me back and said, uh, it's going to happen. And I would not be shocked. You know, it's it's a very on-brand Dave Dombrowski move to make that happen. Um, Josh Hader would be electric for this team. I think it would relieve a lot of the guys that I think are going to be back in this bullpen next year. Uh, well, this coming season like a Hector Neris, um, if we ever see Sir Anthony Dominguez again, I think it would help him. Uh, you know, just a bunch of the Jojo Romero, uh, bunch of these guys, Connor Brogdon, the, the, the bulk of the, the relievers that are good and that will be here next year would benefit from having a guy like Josh Hader in the bullpen because it would take stress and, and pressure off of them to be like, oh my gosh, I have to carry this team. Like I have to do all the work. I got to carry this team. I got to be 
this, that, and the third. And, and if you get Josh Hader in here, he's a guy who can go multiple innings. He's a weapon out of the bullpen, and it's something that this Phillies team has not had in the back of a bullpen when it mattered since Brad Lidge in 2008. Sure, they had Papelbon, and he was, you know, what he was when he was here. But it it was during a time when the Phillies were on the decline that Ruben Amaro Jr. was, like, trying to salvage what the Phillies had left of the core run, and it just it didn't work out in terms of Papelbon being uh, a pitcher that you needed here during that time. So I don't even count, really, Papelbon being uh, – you know, an elite lockdown weapon in the bullpen because at the time the Phillies just weren't good when he was here. It was it was a declining time for the Phils, and they really haven't had that shutdown weapon in the bullpen since 2008 Brad Lidge. So, I mean, if you get a hater, if you go out and sign a Liam Hendricks or something like that, it, it would be very on brand for Dombrowski to do that. Um, there's, there's the rumors swirling around of potentially, you know, trading for uh, a couple of the Reds pitchers that are on the trading block now, whether it's Sonny Gray, who Dylan and myself have talked about at nauseum off pod for years about how we would love Sonny Gray in a Phillies uniform. Um, and Luis Castillo as well has been floated around in trade rumors. And then Blake Snell down with the Rays. It's the Rays, you know, if, if they're trying to move on from him and, and regroup and rebuild. Blake Snell in this rotation would be absolutely unbelievable because then you'd have Nola Wheeler and Blake Snell, Blake Snell being an ace. Uh, you'd have three aces again, and you'd have hopefully what we assume is going to be another improvement and another stepping forward year for Zach Eflin. To have those four and then potentially Spencer Howard in a full season um, would be the best rotation the Phillies have had since 2011, hands down. But I think when you look at the two guys from the Reds, whether it's Castillo or Sonny Gray, it makes a lot of sense because Caleb Cottom is here as the new pitching coach who was with the Reds uh, for the past couple of seasons. They, he knows both of them. He knows how they tick. And I think if you can get your hands on one of them into this rotation, it's the same situation where you're adding another dynamic arm to this rotation, and I know Sonny Gray is 30 years old. He's a bit older. Uh, Luis Castillo, not sure how old he is, to be honest with you. I just know that he is a damn good pitcher. Uh, he's 28, just turned 28, so a bit younger than Sonny Gray. Um, but, I mean, any of those guys. Obviously, I would prefer Blake Snell because of the type of pitcher he is, how damn good he is. Snell, also 28 years old. Um, you know, he's a former Cy Young winner, and he's he's just electric. He's left-handed, and I've said for years on this podcast and before we even started Underground Sports that the Phillies need a left-handed starter. I don't care what people say about how you don't. It has been since Cole Hamels, since the Phillies have had a consistent left-handed starter, and I'm tired of not having one. So if you can make some sort of trade happen for Blake Snell that would be unbelievable I think it would it would make this team exponentially better because then you'd have three starters that you could truly rely on from a start to start basis I'd say nine out of ten times for each of them 
And then you'd have Zach Eflin, who I think is a guy that you can rely on seven to eight times out of ten. Um, I, I I get excited thinking about this stuff. You know, it is the baseball offseason, but with the moves that get made in baseball time and time again, you get excited about it. And I think if the Phillies end up making moves for pitching, which they desperately need, uh, a lot more people are going to be excited about this team because I think they know that the hitters are there, whether it's Bryce Harper, if once JT is back, uh, because I'm feeling that confident that he will be back. Uh, Alec Bohm, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Jackie Bradley Jr. is the starting center fielder for the Phillies next year. Put him in Citizens Bank Park and see how his offense turns around from you know not having to hit the ball to the Green Monster in Boston. Uh, Reese Hoskins, fully healthy. Gene Segura, we'll see how he is, if he's even still here. Hopefully Scott Kingery starts to, you know, turn the corner and and be over his COVID season. I, I totally, I, we said it from the jump. I did specifically, I wrote off Scott Kingery's 2020 because he was battling COVID. And, you know, whatever you got from him was a miracle in and of itself. So I, I, have, I put zero stock in Scott Kingery's 2020 season. You have Adam Hazley another year. We'll see what happens with him. Um, and, I mean, there's there's some hitters on this team. I would love Didi Gregorius back. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen, um, which is a bummer because I feel like he's so well-liked wherever he goes, and he's he's a big-time fan favorite. Like, everybody loves Didi, again, wherever he goes. Um, it would be so nice to have him back just because he's, like, the perfect player for this team can hit anywhere, fantastic defensively, um, hits for power, hits for average. Like, he's the he's the, the standard of what the Phillies have needed at shortstop for so long. And for it to only last a year would be such a bummer. So, I mean, if, if they can work a way to get Didi back, I would be absolutely ecstatic. Like, I would be doing backflips to have Didi Gregorius back with the Philadelphia Phillies in 2021. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I am genuinely excited about where this Phillies team is headed, and you guys should be excited that there's now some clarity to what is going to be happening behind the scenes and who's running this team. So let's kick it to the Eagles real quick before we get out of here and wrap this bad boy up. Um, The Eagles lose to the Cardinals, which I know a lot of people were bummed about, but it was the best possible thing to happen. They played well, looked good. Jalen Hurts played extremely well, and yet the Eagles still lost. So, all in all, I'm thrilled because, you know, taking out the quarterback situation and taking away all that drama and bullshit that we're dealing with right now, um, the Eagles need to just lose games because overall this roster is in shambles. Uh, with just how old they are, how expensive they are, and we've said it time and time again, until Howie Roseman's gone, this team's not going to get any better. Uh, so you need to continue to lose games. And the biggest benefit of the Eagles losing uh, on Sunday to the Arizona Cardinals was on Monday night, the Cincinnati Bengals found a way to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why is that significant? You tied the Cincinnati Bengals. So the more wins the Bengals stack up and the more losses the Eagles stack up, 
you're going to have a chance. You're one game back of the Cincinnati Bengals now for the number three pick in the draft. Everybody else in the NFC East did what they had to do. Uh, The Cowboys ended up winning. So now the Eagles are in the basement of the NFC East. I know it's painful, but you have to like you have to put in perspective that the Eagles need to lose the game against the Cowboys uh, in Week 16, just for the benefit of the draft pick, for the benefit of next season. Having a last place schedule going into next season would be massive, massive for this team because there is talent on this team. Don't get that twisted. There's talent on this Eagles roster, but they need more blue chip players to add to this team. And whether it's Jamar Chase, whether they end up getting my guy Panay Sewell for the offensive line, you know, they they need to continue to add and add, excuse me, and add more high-profile blue-chip players that are going to be with this franchise for the next 8 to 10 years. That's just how it has to be. And the only way you're going to get that in a draft class that is pretty damn good is by losing these next two games, especially since they're divisional games to the Cowboys and the Washington football team. You need to lose them, so you just drop to the basement, nobody catches you, and then you you give yourself an opportunity because right now, according to Tankathon, the Eagles sit at number seven still. Uh, Nothing changed there, but they are... Right behind, you know, the the Houston Texans pick, which is going to the Dolphins. And they play the Bengals this week. So that game is massive in one way or another. And then you have the Panthers and the Falcons separating you from that number three pick. So everybody should be rooting for the Falcons and Panthers to just win out. Uh, The Eagles need to continue to lose. it, It pains me to say that. But for the benefit of this franchise moving forward for the next half decade to eight years they need to lose to get some significant blue chip player onto this roster to start the the rebuild because as as much as we don't want to admit it this team needs to retool they need to rebuild in a number of spots on this roster so while they can play well look good all that kind of stuff give you hope you should not be rooting for the Eagles to make the playoffs because if they make the playoffs, they're going to drop to like the 19th or 20th pick. Waste. Absolute waste. And you, everyone who is wanting the Eagles to make the playoffs right now will be bitching and complaining come March, April, and May when the Eagles are drafting in that position and saying, oh, they could have had so-and-so. I don't want to hear it. I will, I will literally retweet Armageddon, all of you fools. Because the people wanting the Eagles to make the playoffs right now are the same people that will be complaining about where the Eagles are drafting come draft time in April and May. I can almost guarantee I can see it now. So to not end up in that position, to keep pushing forward, the Eagles need to end up losing out these next two games for the betterment of the franchise, get this season over with, get this toxicity over with, and let's put our attention towards Philly's offseason, towards the Sixers, towards the Flyers, since hockey is going to be back. That's just what needs to happen for the betterment of this franchise. Hate me for it, knock on me for it, whatever. I'm telling you guys, 
it will make sense come April and May when the draft gets here, we get a damn good player because hopefully Howie Roseman's not here. But even so, Howie Roseman's track record of drafting within the top 10 is far more successful and better than it is anywhere else. So take that for what it's worth if Howie is still here. But that's what needs to happen. It sucks having to root for the Eagles to not want to beat the Cowboys. It's going to be painful. But if you want this team to beat the Cowboys for the next decade moving forward, you you need them to just lose one game to the Cowboys and lose one game to the Washington football team. We'll call it a season. We'll put a bow on this 2020 hell year. And uh, we'll move to 2021. Because the sooner this season is over, the better it is for this organization. In so many facets, it's not even funny. So I don't know why people want to continue this this toxicity, nonsensical season. Um, they need to continue to lose. Hate it or love it, that's just what needs to happen. So that's where I am. Uh, they can look good while losing, but just lose. That's all that needs to happen. It's plain and simple. Um, as always, guys, make sure you're following us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow the whole crew. If you search Underground PHI or any of our podcasts, we should all pop up one way or another. And uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Underground PHI. Make sure you check out Streamer Season for all of our episodes, breaking down The Mandalorian for Mando Mondays. Now that that uh, Season 2 is complete, it's absolutely wild. Um, we, we had a ton of fun recording Streamer Seasons over the past two months, uh, and it's going to continue. The content over there is only just getting started. Very excited for the direction of that show. Outside the box, lacrosse stuff coming at you hot and heavy. You don't want to miss any of that. Uh, at OTB LaxPod. And uh, make sure you guys are checking out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. And then make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let me know how you feel about this Phillies team heading into a pivotal offseason, how you're feeling about JT, how you feel about the Sixers, how you're feeling about this Eagles team, and anything in between. Right now, we are currently sitting at 261 five-star ratings and reviews. Once we get to 300, might have something special planned for you. So that's only 39 more. Let's make it happen heading into our anniversary, which is February, uh, February 9th. Let's make it happen. Or no, February 7th. Let's make it happen. Um... Five stars only, because we have standards. We know you do, too. And we know those standards are five stars. And you can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Again, apologize for the wonky schedule of all the stuff. Um, Just haven't had anybody available to record with me, so it's been tough pumping out individual shows, but we're making it work, so... Appreciate everybody for listening and tuning in each and every week to these episodes. It means a lot to all of us. And uh, the Sixers are back, so we're going to be breaking down uh, that game against the Wizards uh, on the next episode. Should be coming at you either Christmas Eve or Christmas. And uh, you guys are the absolute best podcast listeners on the planet. And this podcast would not be possible without our incredible 
local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our homies over at Tomahawk Shades. Use our promo code USP to get 25% off your blue light plus glasses, your sunglasses, and everything in between. Tomahawk Shades, a quality product for an affordable price and for a limited time only. Free shipping on all domestic orders at TomahawkShades.com. Again, promo code USP for 25% off your order. And then our friends over at Manscaped, Manscaped.com, promo code USP. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will indeed thank you for using our promo code. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 291. I'm your boy KB. We are signing off. Peace.